Leanne Kim founded Mamas & Co. in November 2014 with the aim of bringing mama entrepreneurs together to support each other in their efforts to grow their businesses. In addition to leading this community, she is also a business coach. She helps business owners at all different stages through her online courses and coaching programs. She also runs an annual retreat for female entrepreneurs every January. Leanne is a best-selling author. She is not only an inspiration, she is the founder of MamaCon here in Canada. So you'll want to take a listen to this interview to learn more about that event. Here's Leanne. You're listening to Square Peg Entrepreneur, a podcast of stories and inspiration from personal brands who are disrupting their industries and doing business their own way. And now your host, Nikki Takahashi. Leanne. This is really fun. Every time we have a conversation, it ends up going a little bit off course, but it's always a good time. So I'm excited to talk to you. Square Peg Entrepreneur, that is you, founder of Mamas & Co. and Mama Con of all things. This is going to be a really fun conversation. So talking about going by the beat of your own drum and starting something, just if I'm right, did you start it over some wine with a group yes. of people from Facebook. Okay, start yes. there. Tell us, tell us. I think the best things happen over a glass of wine <laughs> or especially on patios. You mm -hmm. and I finally got to meet in person on a patio a few months ago. That was so great. It's true. Um, but yeah, so um, my community, Mamas & Co., is going to be celebrating eight years uh, of being a community. Not of being a business, but eight years of being a community. Um, back in the day, I had two little babies and I had a side hustle at the time. And I just really wanted to learn from other people who had their own business. But I really specifically wanted to learn from moms because if they could juggle motherhood and business, that's what I needed to know how to do. So mm. I posted in this like mama Facebook group, Hey, does anyone else here have a business and want to get together for a glass of wine? And like a ton of them said yes. <laughs> of course. And so we, we picked a pub that was close to my house because that's the kind of, that's the kind of person I am. Make it convenient for me. <laughs> and I said, okay, this is the date. I think it was November 19th. Um, we originally had about 13 people that said they were going to be there. And then the day came and it was a snowstorm. Mm. which if you know anything about Toronto can happen, but November 19th is very early for snow. So no one was expecting this. The whole city went crazy. And I thought, oh my God, no one's going to show up. Mm. I'm going to be there sitting alone, crying into my wine. So I, I asked my husband, Yoon, and he was like, oh, Leanne, just go. Yeah. So I messaged everyone. I said, listen, if you can make it, great. I'm going to be there, but no need to RSVP. Just come if you can come. And seven women showed up in a snowstorm, all mamas, they were all able to get away from their families and their duties for one night. Mm -hmm. And that was the birth of the community. And I literally came home that night and I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I knew that I had stumbled upon something great. I just didn't know it was going to be my business at the time. I thought mm -hmm. it was, you know, just this great way for me to connect with other ladies and to idea share, mm -hmm. right. And to strategize together. And that you know, that's so those seven people now have grown into, we currently have a hundred, almost 200 members in the community wow. globally. Um, a lot of them are in Canada, but a lot of them are in other places as well. 
And yeah, it just goes to show like, you know, when you follow your gut instinct about Mm. things, you tend to stumble upon pretty great things. And that was an idea that I had that I just knew from the beginning, I'm onto something and I followed that trail and followed that trail. And here I am now eight years later, still running this community and, and, and coaching these women in their businesses. So Mm. And taking that fast, fast action was probably part of it too. It was so many of us pause, probably overthink and then never actually follow through. So I think this is one of my better qualities. I don't know if my husband would agree, but um, yeah, because he and I are very different. I'm extremely decisive. And he is extremely indecisive. He's like a researcher. If you ever read Gretchen Rubin's The Four Tendencies, um, that's a great book if you haven't, but Uh we should totally link to that. Um, He is a questioner Uh type of personality. And I am a, um, what are they called? I'm an upholder slash rebel, which means I I will do things because I expect myself to do them. And... I also do things my own way at ver- versus him. He needs to research all the options. He needs to know all the details. So I am a very decisive person, mostly because it really pisses me off when decisions take too long. <laughs> and doing things your own way. Isn't that such a square peg? You've said before that square peg really defines you in business. Oh, totally. Um, there's a lot of business coaches out there, but there's I don't think there's a lot of people who a have my you know breadth of background. I was I've now multiple decades in in my sales and marketing journey, but more importantly, I chose to specifically serve mom entrepreneurs mm-hmm. because I, I there's just something very special about that group to me, and I understood their challenges so much better. And actually, this was a decision that was harder for me to make. This was not such a quick decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I I labored over this for a while. Should I? Should I market myself as a business coach for all women, all people, or should I choose moms? And I probably took a good, like, the first couple of years of my self-employment journey, I really struggled with this because I didn't want to leave anyone out. Mm-hmm. But somebody said it to me in this one way, and it just stuck with me. They said, sure, you could serve everyone because you're great at what you do, but who are you best meant to serve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, well, it's definitely the mom entrepreneur because I know what it's like to have young kids and also, you know, want to be a great mom, but also really want to kick ass in business. I know what it feels like to have those two things pulling at you. And so that was the moment I, I shifted and said, no, it's, these are the people, but that's a, that's a tough decision to make. And I, I will encourage anyone who's listening to this, um, the sooner you make that call in your business, the sooner the the, the massive growth starts to happen. When you um, really and, the, just... and and real magic too, right? Because they mm-hmm. they feel very seen by you. Mm-hmm. Well, your messaging can be so on point. Your branding can be so on point. That's what I love. If, if I'm serving a client that really knows specifically who they're serving and serving well. I, it's almost a guarantee that things are going to go exponentially better versus the whole blanket. I serve everyone, which is what no marketer ever wants to hear. It's just way too broad when you, so do you have dads? Do you have non parents um, asking to be part of the group? And you immediately say, so what's interesting is not anymore. We don't Mm -hmm. have anyone trying to be a part of our community that isn't. So the requirement is you do have to be a mom. Of any kind, 
You can be, even be a grandmom. We have stepmoms. We have adopted moms. We have moms of any kind. You have to be a mom with okay. kids. Okay. And um, you do not have to have a business, but you need to be thinking of a business. Mm. So um, it's, not a, it's not a networking group for, say, employees who want to learn how to build their career. We're very specific. Like We talk mostly about... <clears throat> the funny thing is we're for moms, but we talk mostly about business in the community. Mm. Not really talking about... Um, parenting that much. I did have in the, my first year of coaching, I had a gentleman hire me as, as a, his coach. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed working with him. He was a photographer, very talented. But what was interesting was the struggles that he was having were not the same as everybody else I coached mm -hmm. because women struggle with different things than men, or so I should true. probably say, you know, people who identify as more feminine in their approach. And so I don't think he got the same value because he didn't come for the same things. And mm. so while it was an interesting experiment, I haven't actually served. I, I, the exception would be when I serve couplepreneurs, which I do. Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of coaching quite a few actually married couples who also run businesses together. And in those cases, you know, it's the man and the woman on the call. Um, yeah. Or in, in, in a couple of cases, it's a woman and the woman on the call. So both partners are there. Um, yeah. And so I've served a few men that way. But again, like it's, it's almost always the person that has that more feminine approach to business that really resonates with my message and, and my coaching. So in the beginning, when you were meeting to form this community, what was the actual business that you had in mind? You don't even know this probably. I had a completely different business. I um so I I'm an artist also. I what? paint acrylic on canvas. <laughs> um I used to paint. I I I liked I liked dabbling with it when the kids were li really little. I I created the art for their rooms. Okay. But then I landed on my aha idea which was uh, custom growth charts that oh, were yeah. acrylic on canvas but they were 3 feet tall by 1 foot wide. Yeah. And what was great about it is you would you would kind of have to estimate how tall you thought your kids would be, but you hang it on the wall like a painting. Uh-huh. And so what what that meant for young families is they could take it with them as their child moved mm. as as they moved house. They could they, they could take take it with them to the next house. So the people that I serve here in Toronto love that cuz nobody's staying in the same place for longer than 10 years usually. And you take a Sharpie and you can draw on it how old the kid is. So I stumbled on this like brilliant idea that yeah. it was like truly filling a need. Yeah. And I love doing it. But pretty soon in, I started to get shoulder pain because oh. I, I'd be working on sometimes four or five different canvases at once. And you'd have to be, you can't see me necessarily, but you'd have to be almost using your whole upper body to get enough paint on these canvases quickly and then I would let them dry. And then I would do like very detailed work. I'd, it would be customized with their name. And I had probably 70 different themes or styles. I, I love doing it. But very quickly, something went off in my brain where I was like, uh, this is not scalable. And you need to. I, but what I did discover was that entrepreneurial itch in me resurfaced. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to be running a business. But this isn't the business. I just so I, I knew it wasn't scalable, period. I did not know that about you. That is exciting. And you're right. Yeah. Good for you for recognizing early on that some of the creative endeavors are not scalable. I'm still learning that 20 some years in. So <laughs> you're a quick learner. Yeah. You take well, I literally had like, I literally had like searing shoulder pain. It was, it was literally like, 
the nudge from the universe, but it was a physical sensation that was like, you can't keep doing this at this pace. Uh And I calculated all the money I made in my first year. I was so proud. I probably sold over a hundred of these and I'd made 5,000 something dollars. And I was like, wow, I can't live off of $5,000 a year. Um, but it, it, it got me, it got me back in the business community and the entrepreneurial community because I would actually hang these paintings in stores, Mm -hmm. baby stores and places like that. Um, and people love them. Like people Mm -hmm. adore them. I still have people who take pictures of them and send me that, you know, this, my kid is this high now. So that really, I do love that when I create something that's meaningful for people. And I, I was able to find that again through my community and through the events that we, I don't know if you want to talk about mom, but like, I do. It's, a, it's a big part of what makes us unique is that we, we were doing an, a, a big in-person event long before a lot of people were doing these things. Ever feel like your brand is invisible that even though you know, you're awesome, no one else can see it. We get it. We've worked with clients just like you, experienced personal brand entrepreneurs who have great ideas and services, but don't know how to elevate their brand to the next level of visibility. That's why we created Unseen to Unforgettable, a 60-day brand transformation package that will help you articulate, differentiate, and elevate your entire brand presence. It includes everything you need for strategy and growth, things like custom messaging, brand styling, and a website designed just for you. Let's reveal your brand's unique edge and take you from unseen to unforgettable. Just visit fetchingfin.com and schedule a call with me to get started. That's fetchingfin.com. Okay, do do explain this because you you have Mamas and Co as your business, um, as a community, and then you have this event. Of course, it's called Mama Con. Like, what else would it be called? But the nerd in me kind of just salivates a bit. I'm like, as if that name was available. Like, she just That's snatched right. that up. It was there. It was there for any of us to take, and Leanne grabbed it, and now. It's what is it? Seven, eight years in, eight years in. I think this will be our seventh Mama Con. Yeah. Okay. So I, I did grab it. I did trademark it. It is uh-huh. trademarked here in Canada. Um, and I will tell you a fun story about the first one. Okay. Cause I think you will appreciate this. So we wanted to bring our mamas together to just learn and be inspired. Mm. And so, and at the time, the community, there's probably about, 300 women in the community. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if we just had a day where these women could leave their families, leave their businesses, leave all the responsibilities behind for one day and just come and be inspired by some great speakers and, and meet each other in person. This was, I mean, years before the pandemic where, you know, like meeting each other in person was normal, but these women were not doing it because they had so many responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, so I said, let's, let's, Let's do it on a day, you know, in the fall. We'll pick a time of year that isn't super busy and um, we'll, we'll cater it. We'll cater the event. I had a goal of bringing 50 people to the first one. That was my goal. If I could just get 50 women in this room, I would feel so great. We'll get lots of photos. It'll be so inspiring. So sure enough, we sold 50 tickets. I think the tickets back in the day were like $40 or something ridiculous. Now they're still not even that expensive, but they were really inexpensive back then. Uh And we rented a community center Uh here in Toronto. The rental fee was the biggest expense we had for the day. Guess how much it cost me for the space? Oh my gosh. What? A couple hundred bucks? $230 for the day. (laughs) 
It was a beautiful room, nice and spacious, but it was a community center, like yeah. like a rec center. Let's make Nothing no mistake fancy. here. Nothing Not fancy. fancy. And we were on such a tight budget, but I had promised these people that there would be food. So guess who took care of making the lunch? <laughs> oh no, you were making PB&Js the night before. Is that what you were not, doing? <laughs> not quite. I was making quinoa salad. Oh, I, I had a. I think I had a quinoa salad dish and a sweet potato dish. I'm not joking. I made food for 50 people the night before, and again, it was one of those moments. Where I'm literally sweating. My entire kitchen is like boiling hot, and I had that moment of like, Leanne, what? What are did you, you doing? Do? Why have you? Because the tickets price was so low, and right. back then we didn't have sponsors or anything, so we needed to. And I was convinced. I was like, I want to make a profit off this event. So. <laughs> You made a profit even, even that. Oh yeah. Well, we, we, I think we, yeah. So we probably sold 50 tickets at around 50 bucks. Maybe it was. Um, and then I think we kept costs really low. We, our speakers spoke for free, which was great. Lots of great free promotion for them. But yeah, it was, it was really took a lot of, of, you know, courage and talk about, you know, decisiveness. Yes. Um, I didn't know how to run an entrepreneurial <laughs> event. I'd never run a conference before. I wasn't sure if they would even come, to be honest mm. with you. I was like, what if we put this out there and I've paid, <laughs> I've paid for it. Luckily I we didn't pay for a caterer, but I'd paid for the space and we blocked it off months in advance. What if we put the tickets out there and nobody buys? And isn't that the fear that all entrepreneurs have when they put out an offer of, you know, for a first time, right? right. It's just like, oh, what if I do that? But in but in my case, it was going to be such a public failure because here we were like, Mama Con, it's <laughs> a full day conference. And like, I was terrified that I'd have five people in this massive room sitting together and sipping their, you know, coffee. Anyway, it ended up being a great success. They, they I still have photos and footage from that day that I look back on even though I made the food. And now, um, so yeah, we're, this will be our seventh Mama Con, I think. And we are planning on 200 people. We do it at the Globe and Mail Center in Toronto, beautiful. which is beautiful. It is so stunning. It is a, it's, it's, it's on the 22nd floor mm-hmm. overlooking Lake Ontario and the CN Tower. And it's all glass all the way around. So look how far you've come. Look how far from the rec center, how far we've come. Um, but you know, we're going to be, we're going to be embracing that part of the journey too, right? Like that's how, that's how we get to these bigger places right. is having the courage to do the littler things along the way. Uh-huh. And, um, I'm so glad looking back that I made the leap to do that first one. Uh. That's sometimes it is, is just having the courage to do the first thing, right? And then knowing that it will get better, knowing you can have more people, you can upgrade the whatever it is, right? The experience. Mm-hmm. I think this is what holds a lot of people back is just doing the first thing in the first place, right? Getting getting the first one under your belt. Right. And it may not be perfect. It may not be that beautifully catered bougie event that you have in your in your mind's eye, but look where you are now. It evolved. And over just seven seven years, that's incredible, actually. That's a great transformation. So looking back at that very first event, was it justified that you questioned yourself, that you wondered, would it fly or was it actually quite obvious that people are going to flock to this, that you had something special? Do you know what? I think I always knew we had something special with the community. Um, I maybe just forgot in the moment, mm. but since day one, women come up to me still women who were in the community back, you know, in 2015 
will stop me on the street and say, I still think about how great it was that you brought these people together. I have people that will email me and say, did you know that I met my business besties in your community seven years ago and we're still in a mastermind today? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Which is pretty, I mean, in this day and age, it's pretty remarkable. You hear about memberships and all these, you know, fancy marketing uh, tools and we didn't even know we were a membership. I didn't mm. even know what that was for till like three years in. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm looking at, uh, you, uh, the reason why I'm looking over here is because this is where I keep the list of names of people that have been with us for a long time. We have dozens of women that will be celebrating three years, four years, five years. We have someone in their seventh year in the community that's still there since day one. That is one of my business besties who you're going to meet, Cindy. She's amazing. But yeah, like that to me, if you've built something that you still have people who are, you know, raving fans still connected in your space and are are literally telling you like there's something magical. I think that's one of my hidden gifts that I don't acknowledge enough is I bring great people together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I know great people. I, I, I always joke and say whatever mastermind I'm in, I always bring like one friend with me. Did I win that spot? Yes. <laughs> you, but you know what? I did bring a couple friends with me from Ron's mastermind. So the other group. one, yeah. I'm very tight with Lauren LaPointe, who was not there while you were there, but okay. she is amazing. She's, she's definitely one of my business besties, but yeah, wherever yes. I go, I always grab one or two people and I'm like, come on, we're going to stay together. And we do, because I just, I do feel like it's a special talent. If you know how to spot, um, someone who like, you know, I just think my people go above and beyond. Mm. And one of our values is um, give first, take second, mm. or some version of that, you know, in the community. You're, we made it very clear, don't join the community because you want to get customers. Join the community because you want have something to offer other entrepreneurs mm. that could, you know, people could benefit from. And you will also get customers. You will mm. also get referral sources and collaboration partners and all those things do happen. But we encourage people all the time. It's like, what can you give? What do you have? Maybe you have a special skill that you don't know is special, but someone else out there wants to learn that Mm. thing. So, yeah, that's a big part of who we are. Mm. The um, The whole premise of Mama Khan and even how you started it. It's so simple and we overcomplicate things. I think that's one of the hurdles. We overcomplicate things, but you're right. You've, your, you and your team are just absolutely so true to yourselves. Like you are who you are. The way that people will resonate with you on this podcast, they can trust that if they see you in person at Mama Con or they hear you on your podcast or they join your community, that's who Leanne is. Like you see her on Instagram. That's who she is. The big, nice, shiny, sparkly grin and, and just so sincere and warm and genuine. So it doesn't surprise me when you say that people have been with you for seven years. That doesn't surprise me because it's, you have that warmth and that trust factor that really, um, connects. And let me be clear, like something I'd love to also share, lest anyone think it was a perfect journey. You know, we did have people in the community that were in it for the wrong reasons. I've, I have had clients that I would say were fall into the category of non-dream clients. Mm. And I talk about the importance of this in my book a lot. There's an entire chapter dedicated to, um, yeah, having really understanding how to attract and serve your true dream clients. And I think a lot of the people that I coach hire me because they want more dream clients. They're a service business, they're a coach, they're a consultant. 
their their practice is okay, but it's not where they want to be. And maybe they, you know, they don't have a full client roster and the clients they do have are kind of so-so. So this is one of the things I love, love, love to teach on. And um, I, I will say, you know, the higher, the clearer you can get about who you want to serve, not just from um, a, like a demographics perspective, but truly understanding what a quality client looks like, mm. right? Someone who values you, someone who trusts you, someone who um, is excited to do the work with you. These are these are things that we overlook when we're looking at, you know, client avatar exercises. Yes. You and I have probably been through a million of these in our days. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason why I call them, you know, dream clients. I used to mm. joke, there's a reason why when you're looking for your dream partner, that you don't say, oh, I'm looking for an ideal mate, <laughs> right? You're looking for the dream. Right. And, and I found that and you found that, luckily. It took me a while, but there's a reason why we don't say ideal because that's kind of blah. So right. when I coach people on this, I'm like, hold your standards up high and mm. they will come. Mm. But if you're anticipating you know, oh, it's going to be hard. They're not going to be great. No one's going to listen to me. That is exactly what you're going to get. So um, yeah, this is another area where I think we have to make tough choices um, and be really, you know, being decisive is about being really clear in your mind about what you do want and what you don't want. And I think a lot of us are settling for okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just not something that I was willing to do. Um, as a mom entrepreneur, I wasn't willing to waste my time on people who really weren't amazing customers. And I made mistakes. I hired, a, you know, I, I shouldn't say that. Um, a few people, you know, chose to work with me and I let them choose to work with me that weren't ideal. Mm-hmm. Back in the early days, we've all had those clients who, you know, they, they leave the program early or there has to be a, some sort of refund. And it's, it's heartbreaking in the moment. But looking back, I'm like, no, I think sometimes you have to have a couple of crappy ones to really appreciate and understand what the dream client really is for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is a, just a taste of what it's like to be one of your clients in coaching and also mm-hmm. obviously a taste of what people will get at MamaCon. Uh, and you did mention your book, The Building a Joyful Business, which is a great title and no surprise to me, that's what it's called around joy in business. Um, so if people do want to learn more, firstly, about you and your services, where should they go? Yeah. So I will just say, if you've enjoyed this conversation, you should definitely be listening to my podcast, which yes. is called The Business of Thinking Big. And if you'd like to learn from me on this particular topic of dream clients only, then I actually have a great free resource for you. It's a, uh, a training that we built that will walk you through what you need to do to start attracting and converting more of those dream clients. And that can be found at mamasandco.com slash dream. And if you're okay with it, we can link that in the show notes. Absolutely. Yes. And then MamaCon, which is your in-person event, number seven, and only in person, am I right? People can't chime in virtually, correct? No, that's right. So that's, okay. that's another thing that we do with every event that we do, it is either fully in person or fully online. We don't do hybrids. And that is because that the thought of that overwhelms the fuck out <laughs> no of me. No complications. Keep it simple. Keep <laughs> it simple, right? Be decisive. So um, yeah, so MamaCon is our in-person conference. We only had to do virtual one year. And the 
the keynote that year was Amy Porterfield. So I'd say we lucked Easy. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were an in-person conference this year. It's happening on Friday, October 28th in Toronto, Canada. Nikki's going to be one of our amazing speakers. We've got some other incredible speakers. Um, we do breakout sessions. So like if you're a mom entrepreneur looking to grow your crew, you definitely want to come and you will leave with tons of new connections, tons of new ideas. And that is at mamasandco.com slash mamacon, M-A-M-A-C-O-N. I'm thrilled. I cannot describe to you exactly how excited I am, not only to be in an event in person, but honored to be asked to be on your stage in this beautiful community. Like I was describing to you, uh, I think off the of the recording, there are already people reaching out from your community that just want to connect and have, you know, I see you're speaking, can't we? I mean, it's all warm and fuzzy and love. And that's truly, um, I think, what, what you're building and breeding. So congratulations to you on that. Congratulations on MamaCon number seven uh, coming up in October. Uh, can't wait to see you there again. I know. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you to you for coming, for being a part of this day. Our mamas need to learn from you. So I'm excited for all of the things. And yes, definitely, if you're interested in just watching a little bit more of my day-to-day, you can follow me on Instagram at Leanne Kim Coach. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. See you in October. (laughs) Thanks, Nikki. See you soon. This has been Square Peg Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed our show, please let us know by leaving a review and subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. For free resources and materials, visit squarepegentrepreneur.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.